The Local Youth Worker is a podcast brought to you by Reformed Youth Ministries. Since 1972, RYM has sought to reach and equip youth for Christ. And this podcast seeks to reach and equip those parents and youth workers who share that same desire. For more information on our student conferences, youth leader training, or resources, visit rym.org. Hey everybody, welcome back to The Local Youth Worker, a podcast brought to you by Reformed Youth Ministries. I'm your host, John Parrott. This is episode 370, and Robert Rowe will be joining me in just a bit uh, to talk a little bit about his ministry at See Jesus, as well as uh, his elective this summer at RYM's High School Florida 2 conference. Uh, It's a great conversation. I always enjoy getting time to sit down uh, with Robert, and I hope you enjoy it. Uh, as well. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say uh, you can tell the audio is not the same. Uh, We're still working on some of the technical issues uh, of this podcast. And as I'll say in a minute, with my (laughs) interview with Robert, uh, we were recording at um, uh, High School Florida 2, and uh, it gets kind of loud. So uh, we had some students uh, jumping up and down above us. Uh, We had people walking in, so it should make it a, a lively interview, uh, potentially. Um, but who knows, you might not even be able uh, to hear it. Um, so I also want to give just a quick update about this podcast. Uh, we hope to get back into our, uh, variety show, uh, format, um, maybe this month, but definitely by September. Um, many of the co-hosts on this podcast have been to at least one, uh, if not two of RYM's summer conferences, uh, they've been to mission trips uh, since they're all youth workers. Uh, they're they're busy in the summers, um, and I've been at those conferences as well. And so um, we've kind of pushed that format to the side for a little bit, but we're still trying to get content content weekly uh, to all of our our listeners. Uh, but we do uh, have some exciting uh, potential, uh, not only segments, um, but then guests as well that will be on on the show. So. Uh, just stay tuned. We'll update you all on uh, the upcoming segments um, and also the the guests that we have already slated uh, to come on the podcast. It's exciting to, to hear about some of the people and uh, we'll be kind of teasing that out over the next couple of weeks and then let you all know um, who some of those guests uh, will be. Um, but for now, here's my interview with Robert Rowe. Hope you enjoy it. Hey everybody, uh, we are back. I'm here with Robert Rowe. Robert, how's it going? Good, great, John. It's good uh, being with you. Yeah, good to. This is kind of selfish podcast for me. I just like getting time with Robert <laughs> yeah, anytime I can. Um, so it's fun to to be able to sit down with you, um, Robert. He's here with me at Laguna Beach again. Um, we've had several interviews that, that have taken place down here, um, and he's just finishing an elective. So literally, he just taught this is day four of teaching for uh two hours in a row and now he's taking the time to, to sit down so i really appreciate that um those who, who listen to the podcast know robert was on a while back and i don't know the exact episode number people can go back and, and check that out um so robert i'd love for you to talk about uh see jesus and what you do with them but maybe before that just your time in youth ministry i mean go ahead and tell everybody where you're currently from but then um, I know you had a, lot, a long time in youth ministry, so just tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, yeah. So thanks, John. Um, yeah, before I launch into that, I do want to say I'm just so thankful for RYM, like what you guys are doing, 
the providing for students is just uh, it's it's so important and it's such a great I mean Laguna Beach uh, RYM you know I don't know about Laguna but uh, the the beach is awesome uh, and but the conference is just I mean from start to finish it's just it's been awesome it's been really really good um, and I'm that and it's it's even it's been uh, really fun for me this year because I'm a volunteer leader uh, so I, I'm coming with the youth group that my daughter's part of the ch- the church I go to as a volunteer leader so uh, that's that's been really fun to do that. Um, yeah, so I did I did youth ministry for, gosh, eighteen years or so I guess with, um, over the years um, serving in that capacity and then uh, about three and a half years ago uh, changed to uh, work for a mission organization called See Jesus that Paul Miller started uh, almost thirty years ago now and uh, it he said hey I need I'd love for somebody to come on and uh, kind of take this uh, stuff we're doing, these discipleship pathways and things we're doing at See Jesus and kind of contextualize them for student ministry. So I have a lot of fun getting to do that. It's just been a blast this week, like helping uh, students that, you know, I've been doing, my topic has been discovering Jesus as a person. And so it's just been, I just love talking. It's just so fun because it's so different from what anyone our western training like we just don't we just don't see people in the bible we see Mm. ideas and Mm. theology and all that's great we should see those things but we've kind of missed people in the bible so it's just really fun to make jesus come alive really cool yeah no i look forward to yeah talking about that more and um hearing just kind of student interaction that you've you've had this week and um, maybe too, before we jump in that, as you mentioned, Paul Miller and, and many people who listen to this know Paul Miller. And I think my introduction to him was a praying life. That was the, the first book yeah, that I yeah. had read by him and have, have read several since then. Um, maybe just kind of, uh, knee jerk. What, what's it like working with Paul Miller? Um, kind of <laughs> peek behind the, the curtain. Um, just, just curious. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, man, he's, uh, He's off the charts smart um, and off the charts dependent. Um, so I'd say those two are unique qualities for somebody like him. He's yeah. just, uh, his brain runs in so many tracks and directions on things and just the depth of his understanding of Jesus. Uh, I just love sitting and learning from him. And it's just really fun. You know, John, you and I have talked about kind of this writing Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, exercise journey that you and I are on uh, and it's really cool having Paul Miller being an editor I uh, just learning so much from him in the writing process and just uh, I mean he wrote a praying life is kind of the book he's known for mm-hmm. you know a loving life love walked among us he's one's coming out in January of a crossway called a praying church which is kind of praying life is helps the individual and the praying church is kind of how do you how do we revive corporate prayer wow. uh, in the church so that's going to be fun um, but yeah I mean he is he practices what he preaches we we spend a lot of time in prayer at see Jesus uh, it's kind of one of the one of the uh, foundational things that we operate in so it, it's yeah and Paul's a little bit goofy and so he's <laughs> Uh, it's just fun working with him. He makes fun of himself a lot and 
he makes fun of my southern idioms and I make fun of his uh, Yankee <laughs> accent and other stuff. So, yeah, that's it's right. pretty fun. Mm. Now that, that's great to hear about the goofy part. But yeah. um, it's also, too, I think just, you know, it, maybe in our current cultural context, when you, you – I'm just going to go ahead and say the, the rise and fall of Mars Hill. Okay, that podcast is still kind of fresh in a lot of people's minds. And you, you can kind of hear some of these stories of people that are somewhat well-known and um, the behind the scenes is, is discouraging. And so to hear yeah. of a Paul Miller who, uh, you know, is well-known to many people, might not be to, to other people, but to hear as you're giving testimony behind yeah. the scenes, like he's practicing what he's preaching. Yeah, and yeah. And I think, and John, I don't I say this all the time, and I, I, sometimes I feel like people get sick of me talking about, like, Jesus in this way. <laughs> but Paul Miller spent 25 years studying Jesus as a person, hmm. and you can tell it. Wow. Like, there's just something insanely mysterious and amazing. The Spirit loves it when we look at Jesus, and he transforms us when we look at Jesus and Paul. Um and yeah, and I'm not, yeah, I think there's so, there's just so many worthy pursuits, but I'm just going to keep coming back to, man, like there is nothing that's changed me more than studying Jesus as a person. Um, lots of, God has used a lot of great theology and stuff. It's like one in the class this week, I, uh, I kind of had to catch myself because I got really, really excited, like worked <laughs> up. And I was like, okay, wait, I'm like really passionate right now I need to be slow it down a little bit um <laughs> but I was just telling these kids like you guys we talked about apprenticing Jesus a lot mm -hmm. this week and learning what it means to be fully human and we're learning who God is by watching Jesus um and I just said at one point I was like guys we we don't follow an idea mm -hmm. we don't follow a philosophy and we don't even follow the reformed theology mm -hmm. like we follow a person first, mm -hmm. and that's what faith is about. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. yeah, all that other stuff, like, I love the Reformed faith, mm -hmm. but man, if I'm trying to convince students to fall in love with the Reformed faith and not <laughs> Jesus, I mean, he is in the Reformed faith. Sure, yeah. you, get, you, get, you understand, understand the distinction yeah. I'm trying to get at. Yeah. Just, yeah, it's just, it's been fun. Yeah. And just again, from, from my perspective, I was able to kind of share some of this the other day, but just me knowing you as a person and the conversations we've gotten to have behind the scenes and um, just your love for Jesus, it is so encouraging for me to think about the fact that there were students in your class hearing this and, and learning this mm. because it is kind of, and I think kind of from the conversations we've had, I mean, this is something that you know we didn't grow up with uh, as we're growing up through the church. Yeah, and for me true. to think of, you know, high schoolers already being exposed to this kind of truth. Um, that's just exciting to think about. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, yeah. I was I was having, John, I was just finished, just finished this class. Two kids came up to me and uh, two guys, uh, two African-American kids, and they've been just participating, answering insane. Like, I can tell that Jesus is really working in them. Hmm. And I just told these guys, and I just said, I said, you guys, do y'all believe that you can change the world? And they were like, uh, not us, man. Like, I'm like, no, like, you guys can be just like the guys in Acts who, who it was said that they turned the world upside down. That's what I believe your generation can do. 
Like, you guys can do that. So I said, go change the world. And they were, like, smiling, like, looking at each other. I'm like, <laughs> go for it, man. Like, y'all have the spirit of Jesus in you. You can do this. Like, yeah. go for it. I have, a lot of, I have a lot of hope for the next generation. I mean, like you said, they, they're hearing good stuff. They're getting, you know, it's, why, it's part of my passion to help youth pastors just give your students at least spend a quarter each year on just looking at Jesus as a person and studying him in the Gospels. And uh, it, it just brings life in so many ways and captures their heart and their yeah. imagination in really, really amazing ways. Yeah, so. and that's, that's awesome to hear that. Um, well, I'd love for you just to kind of talk about your class. Tell us, okay, what's the title of your class? What did you hope to accomplish? Kinda, again, four days that you, you've yeah, been able yeah. to teach. I'd love to just kind of hear the scope of your class. Yeah, so um, getting to know Jesus as a person uh, is, is, was the fun topic. You know, I started thinking, gosh, marketing-wise, it's probably not the greatest. I need to get better at it. <laughs> but there's so many ways you can title it. Uh, just falling in love with Jesus. So I, I kind of started, we have um, started with, you know, looking at the compassion of Jesus. We looked at, at Luke 7 and, and Jesus' compassion for the widow of Nain, and we talked about these, like these are the step we're learning how to love from Jesus, what love looks like. And his love with the widow of Nain is it begins with seeing her and then his heart being moved to compassion. Then he moves to help and she kind of becomes the center of the story. And so that was the first day we talked about God, the, the compassion of Jesus. And I put this chart up on the board. We call it the Y chart at See Jesus. And it's kind of above the waterline is, are, these, are all these, this kaleidoscope of attributes we see in the person of Jesus. And we ask, ask them the question, uh, what are you like? And so I have them do their own Y chart. Like things that get, give five words that describe you. And so that's kind of how we started the day, uh, the first, first day of the week. And then the second day we kind of sat on that above the waterline with Jesus again. What is he like? Uh, and so we looked at Jesus' honesty and, uh, and just added to their repertoire, like, one word doesn't define you. Like, there's lots of words that you can use to define who you are. Yeah. And so we looked at Jesus' compassion and honesty, and then the third day, we kind of jumped below the waterline, which Jesus gives us kind of this, uh, this functioning mechanism of, John, here's, what, here's what's crazy about this is most of the time when we ask what is Jesus like why does Jesus operate the way he does most people will just say well because he's the son of God <laughs> and that is the right answer that's a good answer but what that does it just stops the brain from digging deeper and going wait a second like he's fully God and fully man but what what is like the operating system for Jesus like why is he going about it's not it's just forcing us to get beyond that kind of Sunday school answer and so we just started digging deep into in a lot of passages in John where Jesus says I don't do anything on my own hmm. um, and that was probably I don't think I've told you this but this that was probably kind of some of the more um, realistic moments in our class and I got to the end of that study, we'd looked the entire time on the dependence of Jesus and the way he lived dependent on the Father in prayer and in the Spirit and, all, and on Scripture and all this dependence of Jesus. 
And then I said, at the end of the session, I said, uh, so what would it look like if you did nothing on your own? And like, John, it was insane, the spirit of the age, how strong the spirit of the age is. Because wow. some of the kids' answers were, I'd feel trapped. I'd feel scared. That would feel like bondage. Uh, I would lose my freedom. Like, it's just really fascinating. Yeah. And I kind of got, I was like, wow, like, thank you all for your honesty. Yeah. Like, this is really helpful to hear you say these, to be that honest about what it would mean to apprentice Jesus and do nothing on your own. Yeah. That's the way that would make you feel. So I kind of wish I had more time because, like, <laughs> the next lesson that I've developed, that we're developing in that unit is, is uh, you know, when Jesus is invited by his brothers to go to Jerusalem, and Jesus says, any time's right for you, but it's not, my, not yet my time. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't live on their schedule, or he lives on his father's schedule. And so it's like, by the end of that lesson, we get to the reality of, actually, Jesus is the most free person that's ever lived. Mm. Dependence feels like bondage, but it's actually freedom. Yeah. And so how do we get students there? That's... Uh, to understand that so that that was the third day and then today we talked about kind of a one-off study today just looking at this just this fascinating passage uh i use a harmony of the gospels to bring all the nuances of after jesus feeds the five thousand, he goes up on the the mountain to pray sends his disciples away uh in the boat a storm blows up kind of paint the scene for them and it's kind of building on that i do nothing on my own uh, so John, like Jesus waits up on the mountain. Uh, he goes up there in the evening, which is around 6 PM, a Jewish day. He doesn't go to them till the fourth watch of the night, which is somewhere between 3 AM and 6 AM. Hmm. So that means he let them strain at the oar for nine to 12 hours. Wow. <laughs> and, uh, and doesn't go to him. And so then it's like the crescendo, like oftentimes we look at that scene and it's always on the emphasis is on Jesus walking on water, which is obviously amazing. <laughs> yeah. um, but but I, I think one of the other main points of that scene is that uh, Mark has this weird verse that he says he meant to pass by them, like Jesus is kind of on the edge of their story. And in uh, the... So Jesus is on the edge of their story. Uh, and and the crescendo of that moment is when Peter goes out to walk to him and then begins to sink. And uh, Peter cries out, Lord, save me. And all of a sudden, the text, Matthew shifts the text, and it says, Jesus immediately. Hmm. And I'm like, Jesus was acting really slow, <laughs> 9 to 12 hours. And I think he's waiting to hear those words. Wow. Like if they'd have said at 601, <laughs> Jesus, save us, he would have gone mm. in nine to 12 hours. And, and so it's like this. I was explaining to the students, like, this is the economy of God. Like he, we feel like lots of times that he's slow to move, but he's doing something in us when, when, he's, when he's waiting. He's giving a space for faith to emerge. And when faith emerged in Peter, Jesus acted immediately and grabbed. So it's just... You know, those kind of things, just like seeing, you know, Hebrews tells us he's the exact imprint of his father. Like, 
that's God. That's the way God works. Yeah. He's worked that way all the way from 400 years of slavery in Egypt to yeah. waiting on Abraham and <laughs> have a child and all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. Now that that's fascinating. And, and too, I just have to interject. Somebody walked in in the background while you were yeah, <laughs> sharing yeah. that. And I have no idea on the audio if that got picked up or not. But um, I love just again you you're just yeah. But as you were saying, we just miss the humanity of Jesus. And we yeah. do that with a lot of just biblical characters yeah. in general. We just kind of, yeah. it's a name and we don't really think about the fact they were real humans that walked the earth. And I love how you're just digging into this story and, and even saying how oftentimes we just go straight to Jesus walking on the water, which is amazing, but missing, I mean, the amount of time you just said of them straining at the oars. Um, I'd love to know too, and this is a very broad question, just as you've you've come on staff of see jesus and you're working with paul miller and you're you're learning kind of his process of walking through scripture but what are some of the things that have just come to the surface of um this entire you know um time being on on staff with see jesus what, what are ways in which you're seeing the scriptures in, in kind of a new way yeah if you had to point to one. <laughs> oh man or a few you can say a few yeah oh yeah i think um even a student responded this week. She said, uh, man, I've, I just realized this morning when I was reading my devotion after sitting in your class, like I just started seeing so much detail that I'd just glazed over before. Hmm. And it's forcing me to slow down. And that's like a very common reaction that we get when we do seminars and go through these studies with people. Because it's, it's like really, really hard to get somebody to slow down. Yeah. Um, it's hard for me to learn that skill. And so I think it's, that would probably be the primary piece. Like I'm noticing little nuances. Man, somebody is having fun upstairs. Okay, yeah. Again, I have no idea if y'all can hear that on this recording, but that's incredibly loud. It sounds like somebody, a student above us is about to fall through the roof. Yes. And uh, yeah, join You're, us for this This podcast. is real life RYM, yeah, right? No, seriously. So yeah, keep going. I don't, I don't know if we'll edit that out, but the slowing down. I, I, yeah, yeah. yeah. Look up where you were. So I think it's just that that's a, that's a big piece of what I've learned is slowing down. And then I think... Um, I'll be really honest, man. I have just been immersing myself in the Gospels for three straight years, maybe longer than that, before I even met Paul. And uh, and what I'm starting to notice is it's transforming the way that I read the epistles hmm. because I think I was – you know, I, I loved my seminary experience. I love seminary. I think everybody should go if you can. Mm -hmm. Like, I loved, I went to RTS Charlotte and just loved it. Learned so much. Um, but I think what this, what it's done by immersing myself in the Gospels is that it's, it's just opened up a whole other world that the reality is that these guys that are writing the epistles I think 85% of them are writing from a first-hand encounter or an eyewitness encounter of this, the most beautiful person that's ever lived, mm. the second Adam. They, they experience the second Adam. And so everything they're writing is not some kind of theological vacuum, Holy Spirit-inspired, organic inspiration, which I, all, I believe in every bit of that. Mm -hmm. But they're also writing from a 
from a personal perspective. So when James is writing, I'm reading James from the perspective that he's the brother of Jesus. Mm -hmm. I'm reading Paul from the perspective that he encountered the resurrected Christ. I'm reading um, John, John's epistles from the from the perspective of John was the one of the closest friends of Jesus and Mm -hmm. so it's just uh and whoever the writer of Hebrews is I don't know who it was but I think (laughs) they were pretty close to Jesus like Hmm. it's just some of the things that are said in there you're like whoa like yeah they get they they really encountered him yeah Uh, so it just changes I guess it's just there there's like a a nuanced perspective uh, that I'm reading it less with a theological lens and more from a personal lens of mm-hmm. the person of Jesus. Mm-hmm. So that's been cool. Yeah, Probably those two things have been the biggest transformational things for me is the yeah. way I read scripture. Mm-hmm. Well, I'd say too, just kind of going back to the first one, just the, the process of slowing down. Um, you know, there, there's no mistake in a detail that's shared, you know, in, in scripture and um, just kind of, stopping and asking okay why did they say this or why is this detail in there why why Mm -hmm. and uh, you know that's where sometimes i think maybe the chapters and verses can get in the way where um because sometimes i think for us it's like okay i'm in chapter 10 i want to get to 11 i want to kind of cross off i finished 10 now that's a good point yeah it's kind of like if we can remove that which i know the esv has a reader's bible and Mm -hmm. um it still has the chapters but you can kind of get into the narrative more of the the yeah yeah the scripture um so that can be, that can be helpful. Um, I know we're, we're getting close to time, but but I'd love for you to tell us too just some of the studies that you've put together at See Jesus. Um, maybe even the, the process of kind of taking groups through that, as well as maybe even some future studies you're yeah. working on. But I'd love to hear a little bit more about yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, great. Thank you. Thanks for letting me do a little. Uh, well, promo. totally. Well, <laughs> and it's something. I, I mean, as we're talking about this, and um, I just know that the passion it's sincere in your heart, and it's a sincere mission of what see Jesus is trying to do is to get people to truly love Jesus. So yeah. we want to let other people know how, how can they kind of access this material that can assist them. Yeah. Them. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. We are, uh, yeah, I've been working, we have five units, um, on the person of Jesus. And one of those has been published on the compassion of Jesus. We're uh, finishing the editing, Lord willing, on the honesty unit, which has been really difficult to write. Mm. Um, and those are just studies. Those are, you know, the compassion units, like nine studies. I think honesty unit's going to be about nine. We're trying to keep them about eight or nine studies, uh, really geared towards large group, small group kind of setting where it's very interactive and it's helping students discover. It's not, you know, it's something everybody can pick up and do. So we're doing five units. So we're doing compassion, honesty, dependence, the dependence of Jesus. And then we're doing a a unit on faith and then the passion. And so those kind of follow Paul Miller's original work on the person of Jesus. And I'm kind of taking a lot of his stuff, contextualizing a bit, but also creating a new format and creating a new uh, flow and new lessons uh, Paul's just been great about help. I've, I've got a creative streak in me, so I love, I love just creating and working through stuff. So it's been fun to create some new new studies out of that as well. Um, so yeah, it's been really fun. I think that one of the things I'm most excited about um, is we've got two guys on staff, uh, Brian Morgan and Christian Graham. 
uh, and a lady named Misha who's kind of helping us as well. Uh, just their, their uh, ideas and the way they're using uh, the person of Jesus studies in different settings. And so those two guys are doing student ministry stuff. And so um, in particular, I'm excited about this new kind of discipleship pathway. We are helping youth pastors kind of take a, basically take a year where they take a small group of their students through a study of the person of Jesus. And in the fall semester, the, the, the youth leader leads those lessons. And then in the spring semester, the students start leading those lessons. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot of coaching of us coaching those leaders during that time and then teaching them to coach the students uh, as they're learning how to lead interactive studies. So you're kind of, it's this cool kind of uh, way that I think that was the, I don't know about for you, but it was one of the harder pieces of doing youth ministry is how do you figure out discipleship and, and evangelism. Yeah. And so yeah. both those pieces, you're kind of getting in a, a sneaky kind of way without like, mm-hmm. here's what discipleship is. Here's yeah. what evangelism is. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that I'm really super excited about that. And, mm-hmm. uh, and one thing we're talking about is that culminating in a, a youth, uh, a mission trip with a see Jesus partner. Yeah. Um, where we'd let them have, have them come on a mission trip. We would organize the mission side of that. So I'm really excited about that. I got six, six or seven churches that are doing that this coming school year um, and looking to, Lord willing, it'll be kind of the pilot year, so I'm mm-hmm. going to learn a lot from my mistakes. Yeah. <laughs> so. And, yeah, we'll, we'll be sure to get you back on this to talk about How the, the mistakes, yeah. but then also, yeah, the, what, what you did learn from it. That'd be awesome to hear. Um, but I'd love to just, just tell people how, how can they access. I've been able to see, you know, one of these studies, and we've talked a little bit. And I know other youth workers have used this in, in the church yeah, and yeah. benefited from it. So I'd love for you to share just kind of how people can access this stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, you can you can go on the, the See Jesus website. It's um, cjesus.net slash youth ministry, I believe is the – I, <laughs> I think that's right. Um, people yeah. can get to Google. They can yeah, yeah. It. You can find See Jesus and then the Youth Ministry website. We are reworking our website. Um, but, man, also feel free to email me at robertrowe at cjesus.net. Um, and then also you can feel free to, to call me. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I should give my phone number. Yeah, maybe know. maybe not that. I don't know. <laughs> That's very you, kind of you to want you, to do that. But I really, I love yeah. just talk. I mean, yeah, anything I can do to help, conversation, talk, um, get students, you know, encountering Jesus as a person, I think is, is, is going to be a really a game changer for the church mm-hmm. in the future. Yeah. I mean, what, what's it going to look like, John? Like part of the reason our is doing what they're doing, right. Is because in 10 years, the kids that are part of our that have experienced this conference and what you guys do on a consistent basis, the materials you're putting out, mm-hmm. like you and I are hoping, right, that in 10 years the church will be filled with a bunch of students who are following Jesus faithfully and they're in love with him. Yeah. That's going to transform the church, right? Yes. Well, yeah. Lord willing. Yeah. yeah I mean, I mean you, you said it. That's the hope and desire that you know, getting, I mean, just thinking of, you know, the book table that's at the back of our um, large group meeting, I just think of some of the topics that are being discussed. And I'm thinking of when I was growing up, one, I didn't read a book um, because <laughs> I was a terrible student. Yeah. But 
to think of, you know, a student walking up and just seeing a cover of, you know, wh whatever issue from sexually related issues, transgenderism, uh, to all sorts of other, I mean, loneliness, emotions, things like that. And to think apathy of giving them, yeah. yeah, apathy, um, giving them categories to start thinking about these things and maybe naming what they haven't even been able to name. Yeah. But then as yeah. you're getting into the study, the person of Jesus, all those things, Lord willing, um, but yeah, just create a, a rich future for, for God's kingdom, for his church. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's the hope. I agree. Yeah. yeah. That's exciting. Yeah. Well, Robert, like I said at the beginning, I always like just getting to sit down with you and, and chat with you. And, and I know we've had um, probably more people walk into this room than uh, at any recording down at Laguna. So I have no <laughs> idea some of the background noise and people busting in. So Robert has done well keeping his focus. Yeah, as somebody's jumping over our heads to uh, above <laughs> us. So um, hopefully that, that'll just make for a lively lively podcast but robert look appreciate what you do at see jesus and just appreciate you coming this week to teach students and appreciate your love love for jesus yeah thanks john you're a good friend and i'm thankful to be a part of what you're doing and doing some stuff together with our it's awesome thanks brother yeah thanks robert oh,